0: Good morning, good morning, Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rides, week five of the NFL with the Sideline Junkies. Me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. Joined with my great partner, as always, the boss BJ. What's up, everybody? And we coming through this Sunday to bring you news and notes and our thoughts on what's going on in the NFL this week. Uh, And it's a lot. I mean, this is a, a smorgasbord of news so far. So without further ado, BJ, where are
1: we going to start at? Well, let's start with, uh, you know, the big, the big news of the day, which, uh, which is the Denver and the New England game being canceled. Uh, from what I'm reading and – What I understand, this is the third time in 10 days that that the New England practice facility has been closed. So they have a, it sounds like they have a a, a pretty big issue up there in New England. You know, they got to figure out what's going on and how to, you know, kind of get that under control. Uh, I'll say it, you know, I've been saying it every week, no game. I don't care what the matchup is. It's more important than anybody's health. And then, you know, I don't think Melvin Gordon gets that, the running back for the Denver Broncos. He's kind of, from what I understand, he's mad because the game's being canceled. They practice all week and they're going to cancel the game. Like, dude, it's bigger than that. You know, people can get sick. People are dying from this. Uh, and you're worried about playing a damn game. Like, you know, it's not that serious, man. Y'all will play the game. It, You know, hopefully everything works out. Um, New England, I had got tested this morning. They were waiting for their results and, and waiting for, uh, I believe, when they were, took their tests and waiting for the results, uh, the, I guess the NFL stepped in and moved their game to next week. So then you also have on the other side, you have Tennessee with another positive test with a coach, I believe. And um, I, I can't remember if it's a coach or a trainer but now the Tennessee Buffalo game, which was probably one of the more marquee games this week in Tennessee, that's being pushed back to Tuesday, 7 p.m. as of right now. So, you know, things can change, you know, hopefully nothing gets worse than what it is. Uh, hopefully no more teams. I know I forgot it was another false positive test, but I don't have it right in front of me. Um I don't want to say a team and it's not that at all. I don't, I don't even want to do that. Nope. But it was, Jet. it wasn't, oh, it was Jets. Yep. <clears throat> okay. I, I had the Jets, but I just didn't want to put a team out. I don't want to get a rap port and get suspended, you know, for putting false, you know, well, not false information. He didn't put false information out. He put an ad out. So, um, well,
0: it's kind of hard to get suspended when you run the ship. So you hand out the suspensions. You are the, the, the Turk. Per se, here, but,
1: at my I mean, with that being so, it's still the man in the truck, and he can just lock the door and just leave, and then we, we sh- we're shit out of luck, so we can't broadcast, you know, because, you know, the man in the truck got the power. You know, yeah, that's so true. That is true. We, we've been dropped off the air plenty of times and had some unspeakable you know, technical difficulties, and we find out it's the man in the truck. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, Let's see. Uh, As far as week five, I was, you know, of course, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I was looking forward to the Buffalo-Tennessee game. You know, what I keep preaching on is that's going to be one of Buffalo's many tests this season. You know, Tennessee is a a better, one of the better AFC teams. So, but we got a couple of games we'll talk about today. Um, I'll let KG pick out three. I'll pick out three. And we'll do that the first half. And then the second half, we're going to come back. We're going to go strictly probably Washington football team and just talk about that whole developing situation with Dwayne Haskins Jr. from the last time we got on the air. From when we hit in from the last podcast where we was talking about Dwayne getting benched, a whole lot of stuff came out. Some stuff we had already kind of touched on because we were saying, hey, we're not privy to seeing what Ron Rivera and the, and the, the football team staff sees on a daily basis, what the, the, the teammates see on a daily basis, what the, you know, the coordinator see from him. So we're going to talk about that after the break. For right now, KG, I'm going to let you come in. Uh, give me a game off the schedule. Like I said, let's do two each. Where are where we, we at on time? Yeah, let's do two games each, and then we'll see where we're at on time. Maybe we can both kind of pick a game. We'll do two games each, talk about that, and um, and then we'll go. We'll we'll see where our time is. So, the first game is on you, my friend.
0: Okay, is you going to throw it to me? Now, I I wrote down some some of the biggest games for the week. Um, May not seem like a big game to some, but Ravens Bengals is going to be a big game because. The Ravens coming off a win last week, they're going, I believe they're in Cincinnati and they're playing a rookie Joe Barrow. So Joe Barrow, you know, he looks good in this game. This is a test for him because he looked good last week. He can look good this week against that Ravens defense. I think that's going to be a hell of a shootout between him and Lamar Jackson, two of the young QBs and Barrow's going to be an elite quarterback within the next three years in this league. I'm, I'm calling that now. And Even in uh, Cincinnati, he's going to be so. And they just got to keep putting, keep building around them, put the weapons around them, and it's going to happen. Another big game I got today is Raiders Chiefs, divisional game. Uh, You know, the the Raiders are looking better than they have. This is kind of, they kind of looking like the Raiders from four years ago when they were nearly Super Bowl pretenders. They're in every game. They're not getting blown out. And it's just, they run out of time. They don't lose. They just run out of time. And uh, Kansas City, Kansas City is Kansas City. I'm not even going to say anything else other than that. You know, you got my homeboy. You got the cheetah. You got Andy Reid, who, you know, deserves every burger that he wants after every win. Because, I mean, he's just a hell of a coach. Um, I'm glad I don't have to play him twice a year again. But uh, I think that's going to be, A pretty damn good game
1: today. Um, the uh, it looks like the Baltimore sensei game is in Baltimore. I got when I wrote it down, I got Baltimore at the bottom, so it looks like they're home. Um,
0: okay, because I I wrote it, I wrote it straight across and didn't even put that. That's my fault.
1: No, 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 it, it, you know, I'm just hopefully we, I wrote it right. It looks like they're in Baltimore. Um, I'll, I'll piggyback off that game a little bit. I do like Joe Burrow. I do like what he brings to the table. I like his attitude. I like his poise. I definitely think Cincinnati. You know, I I don't want to say they struck gold yet because we're five games in. You know what I mean? So, but it looks like they they picked the right the right one. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and like KG was saying, you build around him. You put the right pieces around him and with his poise and, and leading that team, you know, you're going to see some, you're going to see them trend up. So, you know, definitely look out for that. Um, my trap game of the week is Indy and Cleveland. Indianapolis going to Cleveland. Indy is a two-point favorite. The Browns are coming off a, a 48, 49-point uh, performance against the Cowboys. Um, and, man, that's going to be, you know, once we put our picks in, in the in the, for the junkies, that's going to be a hard game to pick for me. I got to really probably leave that one to the end and pick that one. Um, My other interesting game was, uh, I got, I got, uh ah, I'm trying to, I, I, I won't do the Kansas city because KG did Kansas city. I'm going to go to the Clippers, uh, the Clippers. Oh my goodness. The Chargers. Going to New Orleans Now now, now New Orleans is a a 7.5 point favorite And uh, the point spread The point uh, spread Is over 50 So they're expecting Some points, Vegas is expecting Some points to be put up in New Orleans Today and I might Be right with them because I'm liking uh, I think his name is Justin Hubert, is it Hubert KG? Justin Hubert? Yeah, Herbert Herbert Justin Herbert. I like what I see. He's been named as starter officially. Um, I guess it was just uh, one of those things. Where you just got to earn your stripes because I didn't understand why he wasn't named the starter at the beginning of the season. You know, uh, we've seen what Tyrod Taylor can do, which is absolutely nothing. So I don't understand why he was named the starter, but Justin H- Hubert has it uh, now. Um, I think they could. they could. They have a chance to, you know, kind of come up on New Orleans and and sneak and maybe get get that out there. I think Michael Thomas is either a game-time decision or questionable with his ankle. I wouldn't rush him back if I was New Orleans this week. Five, you need him for the long haul. I would let him sit out until that thing is 100%. Um, Like we talked about in the beginning of the show, there is no Denver, New England this week. That's going to be pushed to next week. And as of right now, Buffalo and Tennessee is being pushed to Tuesday at 7 p.m. Hey KG, we got time for one more before we go to commercial break. Let's do one more together. Which one you want to do? You want to talk about? I say Philly, Pittsburgh, or you want to go Minnesota and Seattle?
0: Man, you making me pick between them? I guess I go. Uh, let's go Philly, Pittsburgh, because that like I told you that off. Hey, that's a, a straight trap game for uh, Pittsburgh.
1: It is. It okay, is because Philly straight. You said, <laughs> say that again? Philly it's, is trash. Philly's trash. And it's just like, it's, it's everybody's like kind of like wondering when they're going to wake up because they, they got a little bit of, you know, I mean, they won a the damn Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Their, their, their whole NFC East is playing bad, but this is one of those things, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh. The, the Steelers are favored by seven points. Uh, Vegas looks like they're expecting over 44 points. Um, I don't know. I, I, th- I still think I'm going to lean with Pittsburgh on this one just because of what I've seen from Philly. Um, they did win last week, right? Uh, Philly? No. Did Philly yeah, Philly did win last week. Who they beat? They
0: beat San Francisco. messed up my dad oh, my money. I would have had one loss so we I'd have won all the Sunday games and the Monday game if they would have won. They messed up my money.
1: Hey man. You know how it is at the sideline junkies picking, man. We always we we took some lumps the last two weeks. But you know, we always straighten out. We always still end up with uh our records being comparable to the so-called quote unquote experts. So give me um uh, who are you going with with the Philly-Pittsburgh game? Are you still leaning with Pittsburgh, or yeah. how do you, how you feel? I, I
0: got to go with Pittsburgh. Now, Philly doesn't have two of their weapons. They don't have Alshon Jeffrey, and they don't have the boom in Deshaun Jackson. So you don't, have, you don't have guys that can catch the ball consistently, especially a deep threat like Deshaun Jackson. who has been, I think, nicked up
1: all season. So, uh, Deshaun Jackson has been nicked up since his career started. (laughs) So, that ain't nothing new. You know, hey, man, if if he, we talked about this one of our podcasts many, many moons ago. If Deshaun Jackson was healthy, you're talking about Hall of Fame numbers. Like, if this this boy plays 16 games every year, you're talking about Hall of Fame numbers. Because he beats you deep every time. People know it's coming and still can't stop it. So, but we'll, we'll finish, finish up what you were saying about Philly and Pittsburgh. It's no way. I, I, don't,
0: I don't see uh, Philly having an answer for Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is going to roll up at least 450 total yards. And they're going to make Carson Wentz turn the ball over at least three times. And go ahead and give them a bag of sacks. And I mean about five to six sacks. They're going to get the cost of wins. Because Philly is just an injured team. I think that's that's pretty much why I say Philly's strange. Because they're an injured team all the way around the board. They're injury report. You know, just from uh, the guys that are out today, the guys that are on injured reserve, you got Benny Curry, Andre Dillard, TJ Edwards, Ruby Fould, Dallas Goddard, Craig James, Will Fox, um, Tosh Perkins, Jalen Regan, Isaac Tamula, and Quez Watkins. All out. They on injured reserve. And the fifth, they got puckless. uh Jatavius Brown is on a retired list. Marquise Goodman uh, opted out for the season. I mean, and they, Philly has a poor offensive line right now because they had to move Jason Peters around because he's the best offensive lineman. And, I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. I, I, as much as I can't stand in Philly, I love that dude. But Philly ain't got no answer for, uh, for Pittsburgh today. So I, 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 it's going to be a laugh. I'm saying Pittsburgh, 38-6. to six. And the only reason why it's only 38 is because they're going to let up off the gas in third quarter and Juju going to have at least 150 yards receiver.
1: That's a big, bold prediction, son. That, that's a big, bold prediction right there. Um, hey, I need all the East to lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm just dreading picking this because we got Carolina and Atlanta. Atlanta is the favorite, so we know how that goes. Um, that's going to be it for the first segment. We're going to take a quick commercial break pay some bills. We're going to come back and talk Washington football team and the Dwayne Haskins situation. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. And welcome right back to the second segment, Sideline Junkies NFL Week number 5. Uh, you got your boy BJ here, the balls KG. Um what are we talking about now, KG? We're going to Washington football team and Dwayne, this whole Dwayne Haskins situation. Um, like I said in the, uh, the the video I put on Instagram, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting confused where I said stuff at because I, we, we talk so much. But as soon as we hit stop record, all types of stories start coming out, KG, about Dwayne Haskins situation in Washington. And a lot of it I, I, we talked about on the show. I was like, you know, we kept saying, like, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I kept saying, hey, Ron Rivera, like, I, I trust Ron Rivera. If Ron Rivera is putting this dude from first to third the first to third, something's wrong. Something's really wrong. Something that we're not seeing. And guess what, KG? Those reports came out. And What do you think about what you saw about the the reports about just Dwayne in general?
0: You know, I I have to backtrack. I have to back off, you know, my stance on what I was saying on D.C. Sports Rundown. Because, you know, I'm all for Dwayne. I want to see him grow. I want to have that, that quarterback that we developed here that turns into the fan favorite, but also wins game. But now to hear that he's spending more time on social media than doing his homework. Uh, him bragging about having 300 yards in a loss. It rubbed, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't even in the locker room. I'm not even a part of the team. I don't work for the team, but it rubbed me the wrong way to hear that. Like, dude, did you really brag about having 300 yards in a loss? Doug, we lost. I don't care if you threw for. Five fifty four and broke the record. If we lose, it doesn't matter. It's an empty three hundred. It's an empty
1: four hundred. It's an empty five hundred. I just. Right. I- but remember, we talked about that before these reports came out. Remember, I kept saying that's an empty three hundred yards anyway. That three hundred yards he threw for was not a a, a, a like a certified three hundred yard. That was like a, I told you, a pedestrian three hundred yard game. We're down. I got to keep throwing the ball, keep dinking, dunking, you know. Um, so th- it wasn't even impressive to begin with. So to hear him, you know, hear the reports that he's in the locker room bragging about it, um, that, you know, people feel like he's not taking his, his uh, playbook as serious as he should. And hey, KG, what did I say? What did I say on that show? Didn't I say he's playing ball? Like he doesn't know the route, the route combinations, and he just Absolutely. out there. He he's just out there waiting for somebody to get open. He truly doesn't know what's going on, and, and it and it you can it looks like that a hundred percent. When he's back there, he may know a little bit of what's going on, but you can tell he doesn't know the full scope of the play. Like he just it's not it's not you know developing in his head you know, the way we think it should, and we know why now, because he's not studying the damn playbook. So, KG, to what you're saying, wanting to have a quarterback that you draft, develop, becomes a franchise QB, wins some championships, yes, you want that, but the the, the person you draft has to also want that also, and Dwayne, exactly. doesn't, want, Dwayne doesn't want that. And... It, it, go it,
0: ahead, a, KG. Came out. It was a report that came out that said that, you know, somebody told him you need to prepare better for the game. So you need to prepare better than what you do. Because Alex Smith, who was a third string at the time that this, this statement was made, came to the park earlier and left yep. later, but was way more prepared. So yep. that's, we, we said that. We said that last season. We said Alex Smith is in Dwayne Haskins' ear. That's the greatest thing that could possibly happen to him that you got a vet like that that's standing over top of you saying, nah, this is what you do.
1: and But, to have- but it, it, it's just like anything else. Just like the OGs on the street trying to spit games to the young guys. You try your best, but at a certain time, you know it's, it's a dead end, and you got to leave it alone. You can only put so much on somebody's plate – if I put food on your plate and you're not eating, I can't give you another serving or it's going to fall on the floor. That's true. So if, if you got Alex Smith willing to help you, you got, you know, people trying to help you do this, that you have Thomas Davis Sr. coming to you from defense and practice w- before the season started and say, hey, man, you're you still staring down your receiver. Stop doing that. And God knows what else was Wrong. said to him.
0: And he told him he was wrong. Yep. You told a
1: vet, "No, nah, I think you're wrong." Yep. So, and KG, the report I sent you this morning is that the Redskins. What did uh, we? We went back and forth the last couple of days since the DC Sports Rundown, and I don't know if it was yesterday or day before. And I told you I think Dwayne Haskins played his last snap with the football team. And what did I send you this morning? <laughs>
0: that he is expected to be traded and trade deadline let me let me see when i wrote that down is at 4 p.m. sharp on october
1: 29th yeah he's going to so, be gone he's going to be gone or if they can't find a a suitor they're going to release him
0: uh, they're going to take that
1: cuz he got to get paid but they're going to take that hit i mean it's you have to you you can't let a cancer like that sit on your team and that cancer for a lack of a better word you can't let a uh, abnorm- abnormally like that sit on your team you can't because it's a sore thumbnail and I told you and, and, and this is me uh, getting KG on the air because I told him all of this because I told him Ron Rivera is not only a great coach but he's a great leader and he's not going to sit there and throw Dwayne under the bus even though he deserves to be under the bus Ron Rivera knows how to manage his team, knows how to manage the media, knows how to play damage control. So he's going to say all the right things. Now the reports are coming out that, hey, yeah, you know, more than likely they're going to trade him. So, you know, you don't want to keep answering to the media. You don't want this firestorm in the media, you know, cloud a cloud over the team that doesn't have to do with somebody that's not even playing. But you've got a good really good coach in position to deal with that. So, and, and, and did we talk you about that?
0: Yes, we did. And this feels like a, "I told you so episode.
1: It, it is, it is. <laughs> let, 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 let me, let
0: me, let me, let me ask you a question. Now, I, you know, I'm very old school and I remember the old school way that things were done. Um, but in it, a lot of things are not done like that anymore. Whatever happened to when you got a rookie, especially a high profile rookie, such as a Dwayne Haskins? But you take your rookies and you team your rookies up with veterans. Like if London Fletcher was here, you would team, uh, you would take, like when Ruben Foster came, if London Fletcher was still playing, you would take Ruben Foster and you would attach him to London Fletcher's hip. So you can see the proper way to carry yourself. And Ruben Foster has done amazing since he's been here i can't wait to see him on the field and i'm willing to eat my crow about him because i didn't want to sign him because of his off the field issue but the way he's been taking care of himself and he is ripped he's jack i can't wait to see him on the field but whatever happened to pairing your rookies up with your experienced veterans and if you remember now change the sports here when Tim duncan came into the league For three months, I believe, he stayed with David Robinson and his family. He stayed at his house. And he took him under his wing and taught him the ins and outs of off-the-court life, what to expect, and everything like that. Whatever happened to those days. Because it used to happen like that in the NFL also, but now it doesn't. It's like these youngers come in and they're high profile. You can't be taught. But they're trying to teach you, hey, it can turn from sugar to shit. In no time why And Alex Smith, with all his knowledge, everything that he knows, if I'm Dwayne Hassen, I under Alex I've been on the phone with him all day. okay, when I'm looking at this route combination, what, what, you know what would be your read? because this is what I'm reading, and it came to correct me, I some people. Are hungry for knowledge, and that goes from sports to everything else. And there's some people that are starving, but still won't eat. And I, I'm starting to get that vibe with everything coming out. I still don't get me wrong. I still love the way, but you can't be high mighty when you're starving for knowledge and you're not trying to eat. They're trying to feed you, but you still don't want to eat. You can't go through life like that, let alone go through the game of football like that.
1: Well, you know, I think one of the, like, I think, I think things like that still happen, KG. I think one of the biggest issues now is that you get a lot of these kids coming to league, like Dwayne Haskins, that think they know everything. And if you have children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, You've never experienced this before in life, you know. You just came out and you're, you became a parent. And hard head makes a soft ass. So you still have people like, don't give KG, it's still going on. You still got, you know, rookies come in, want to learn, want to soak up everything, you know, just Joe Burrow, you know. You got rookies coming in here, want to learn. And want to be better, want to be the best, but that you have to want that. If you have everything around you and you don't want it, then it's it's going to go in one ear out the other, or it's just going to bounce off you because you think that, hey, I went to this particular school. I was drafted high. I know everything. You can't touch me. You know, you kind of get that, that Robert, that RG3 a- arrogance on you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm, I am the franchise. I can't be touched. You still got to be humble, and you still got to learn. It, everything's learned. It don't matter where you are. You, you, you know, it's, it's about being humble, being receptive, being open to criticism, and going to bat for your teammates. Once your teammates see that, you're, you know, they can't trust you, or, you know, you're you do what Dwayne Haskins did and, and brag about a three hundred yard pedestrian three hundred yard game and a loss. Like, you know, uh uh. Uh-uh. That you know, once you once you go through that, that's that's it, man. Um but it's still it's still there, Kay. That type of thing is still there. Um That's it, it it trust me, it's still there. It's just now we get to see everything. We get to see everything instantly with social media. Just think what the, the report with Dwayne has, cause we might have not had heard this report until next week, the week after. But now with social media, and like I swear to goodness, like we recorded DC Sports Rundown, hit in, and literally I'm sending you messages like, look, this is what they're saying about Dwayne. Look, 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 look. We just got off the air. We could have talked about this. So I think, you know, social media definitely has a a big influence on, you know, the players now. And unfortunately, if you're not strong enough mentally to, you know, cap that social media, we saw with Antonio Brown in the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room. Uh, we've seen several other players, all sports, get in trouble, get suspended NASCAR, um, you know, baseball, we've seen it all. Yeah, let social media get them in trouble because once you hit send, it's over. <laughs> it's it's nothing you can do about it. You can't go get it after you hit send. You know, you could say somebody hacked your account if you wanted to, but I think that plays a big part the social media thing and, and you know, just general character issues. You know, we, me and you talk about things all the time and this just doesn't pertain to football you know people have character flaws and red flags that maybe the Redskins didn't see when they drafted him or they chose to ignore them and I'm thinking they chose to ignore them and you know maybe try to get it you know coach him up and maybe he would change this that and the other he didn't um just like uh man what's the boy that just got cut Can't Which one. The, Which wasn't it from
0: Redskins.
1: Got cut got cut. Maybe oh, you whatever. mean uh, uh got
0: put on um IR? You talking Man. about you ain't talking about Bryce Love, are you?
1: No, nah, I I the name is sitting on my tongue and I can't remember. Um No the the uh Darius Geist. Darius Geist, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Darius Geist, major character you know issues, what? character flaws. Yeah, you have because uh, Gibson now is. It, the crazy thing is, how long was guys here? Two years? Two seasons? Yeah. Gibson is, it was more productive last game than Darius guys has been his whole career with the mm-hmm. football team. So, and, I, and that's what I was telling you when they let Darius guys go and you were in your feelings about that. And I give you that because I know you bleed this team. But I tell you, hey, running backs are a dime a dozen. They're going to find... You have to find people that want... That's enough. So they basically drafted two guys with character issues, character flaws that basically a wasted draft picks now. Now, I want you... If you're a Washington football team fan, I want you to go back to these drafts where where uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. were picked at 15th and Darius Geisner's pick and see who was picked after them that could be on this team that could have made a difference right now.
0: But you, you know something, B? I, I get what you're saying, and that's true. But here's the thing. It's always a big deal when Washington picks up guys with character flow. It, it's like it's a lot more scrutiny, but Dallas does it on the regular. Nobody backs the damn
1: out. Yeah, but here's the thing with that. Dallas wins more than y'all, even though, you know, they haven't been successful in the playoffs. They yeah, haven't been. They, they weren't winning anything. When they picked up Greg Hardy, they went 13 and three. Yeah, they won in the regular season, but then they lost
0: the first round of the playoffs.
1: Okay, but that's the thing. They went 13 and three. Like when, you, when you're 13 and three, when you're 12 and four, you're roped for having, you know, guys with character flaws and stuff is way longer than a team that's going four and twelve. Not only going four and twelve, but uh, the the in-house stuff. You know, the Scott McLuhan stuff, the um, what's the what's the guy they just let go? I can't executive. Bruce Allen? Bruce Allen. Now we on top of losing, on top of like looking really bad on the field, like looking out coached, outplayed every game. Now, on top of that, you got in-house stuff. So now your, your rope is shorter. And we know the media loves drama. So then, you know, they're going to push the drama side of that because it's juicy. You know, not only y'all not performing on the field, y'all getting embarrassed on the field. Now y'all are in embarrassment to the league because you now hear reports that some people in the league are tired of the football team. Not just the players, the league. Some of the executives in the league are tired of dealing with them. Then you got the report that came out a couple of months ago with the whole cheerleading thing. Yes. Like, so, you know, it, it's, it's more stuff to pile on and, you know, when you win, that some of that stuff gets swept under the table, unfortunately. It still shouldn't. You know, Wait. but winning, winning cures a lot of things.
0: Before we get out of here, let me defend myself. The reason why I was upset about the Darius Geist release because we hadn't got to the point where we knew all the facts. And then when all the facts came out, I was like, oh, he need to be released. But we didn't know anything. We just knew he turned himself into police for a domestic violence incident. Didn't know any facts, didn't know. And everybody jumped to conclusions when Ezekiel Elliott was accused of uh, domestic violence. Come to find out. And I was like, everybody, and as a Washington fan, I hate the Cowboys. But when I seen what he went through and I was like, hold on, everybody jumping to conclusions talking about he need to be out of the league and this, that another, wait until everything comes out. And what happened on the take coming out. But she told him she was gonna end his career. I'm sorry, that was a text message but she said she'll end his career. She don't have to be telling the truth because he wanted to break up with her. That's why I say things like that. Just
1: hold no, on. And I understand wow. and I understand that. I, I understand that completely. And you know when we talk about things like that Sexual assault and different things like that There's no amount of production Or anything that can trump that Let me just clear that up Before I say what I'm going to say Darius Geist has done nothing In the NFL but be a, And this was, my, this was my problem But be an issue But cause off the field issues So when that came up Okay this is the second or third thing You haven't produced anything On the field because don't forget, at the end of the day, we're looking for production on the field. I don't care what you do, you know, uh, to a certain extent. And it, you, know, it, you know, of course, I don't want nobody murdering or raping anybody. That's not what I'm saying. But you're drafted to play a position on the field and be productive at that position to help a team win. If you're not doing that, then the things you're doing outside are also counterproductive to this team and bringing a negative light to the team, you have to go. You have to go. Darius Geis, whether it's Dwayne Haskins' first-round pick, you know, know, GMs make mistakes all the time. We see it all the time. We see it here in Washington a lot with the Wizards and the football team. We got two good examples here, unfortunately. Um, Bad contracts, bad moves, um, moves that should have been made that haven't been made. Yeah, we can go on and on about that So when I you know, When you say that I understand what you're saying But I'm saying that You you haven't been productive Dwayne Haskins hasn't been productive here He's been pedestrian here You know and then you know We had a lot of people chime in On our Sideline Junkies Facebook group About you know Dwayne Haskins And you know and not being about Race and this that and the other And I, I agree with a lot with uh, you know The feedback we got you know, I, I you know I just you notice it. Unfortunately, you know we I still think a uh, a quarterback that's not black could have got probably would have got a longer rope. Um, but you know it is what it is. Um, but when the reports come out, you're like, hey, look, this is white, black, blue. Once you become a distraction, once your teammates are irritated with you. I remember, one of the things big things I told you when Ron Rivera came out and said what he said to Dwayne and put that in the media. Remember, I said I wanted to see how the team reacted with him, and it, it wasn't really a good reaction. They probably already seen this, they probably already seen him. He might be bragging about two touchdowns. Who else? What else? You know, we don't know what else he was in the locker room bragging about that might have caught somebody's ear this time. It just caught the right person's ear and it got on the media. So um, I definitely I, I understand where you're coming from, man. But we'll see. Y'all got Kyle Allen in the, in the, in the caption share today. I got the Rams at home. The Rams are nine and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going to let you talk about that. Then we'll get out of here. Rams, nine and a half point favorite, 40 points under. I got the Rams 28 17. Talk to me and then we get out of here.
0: Defeated by the mute button once again this week. It's okay. You'll get it. <laughs> if you got the Rams twenty eight seventeen. I I left this, this game blank because I don't know. You know, but Kyle Allen, I think he's gonna move the offense. I'll say thirty one twenty eight LA. And I once again this week I hope I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> um and, and that's what I, I think you'll see a difference in the offense. Um you know, I know Kyle Allen came in for the Carolina and gave him a little spark, so he it's some game there. But he, I think he's gonna have a short, short, very short leash because I think I think at the end of the day they want Alex Smith in the in the at, at QB one. So we'll see about that. So without further ado, it's eleven thirty nine. We're ending what we got here. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Go set your fantasy lineups. Don't say we didn't remind you. Don't look at your fantasy lineup later and it's two guys on the bye week. Okay? We warned you. Go do your fan duel. I'm about to do all of that right now. Um, I'm having a really good uh, fantasy football season so far. Um, I know I got some guys on bye week, so I got to switch some things around real quick. But, hey, man, for myself, BJ, for the big guy, KG, this has been NFL Week number 5 with the Sideline Junkies. Peace. Yeah.